Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On the Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the last and final episode into the series called Falling in Love Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. This season covers the process of what it's like falling in love with something or someone and the growth that stems out of that learning experience. In this episode called, You Owe It to Yourself to Try Something Different, I have one of my clients, Tom McGee, join me to talk about building a brand and falling in love with the process of it. He shares more in depth about his background and journey into the fitness industry and creating his own business after breaking off from the corporate world. Tom does a really good job at tying in the mindset and challenges we face on an everyday basis and applying them to both fitness and nutrition. I'm very excited to welcome a special guest on my podcast today for the final episode into the Falling in Love series. I have a client, Tom McGee. Honors to be here. And we have been working together for... Uh, Over six months. Over six months, right? Maybe six months at least, right? Yeah, so it's been quite an amount of time. Around that, yeah. Yeah. But a good amount. And over these months that we've been working together, there's been a lot of things that I've learned about you, and I'm sure like we've grown together in so many ways, collaborative ways, through social, through fitness, through mindset, all of it. And I definitely wanted you for this episode because this one focuses on falling in love with building a brand and falling in love with the process of it. And I really want to hear your input into falling in love with even building your brand and how you got started in the fitness entrepreneurship. And yeah, so I want to hear your story. I want to see how you started. Uh, So let's take it back. Hi, I'm Tom McGee. Um, I'm a online fitness and nutrition coach based out of New York City. So just giving you some like background into where we're going with this episode is um, Tom. So you originally started your career in corporate. Yeah. Fitness wasn't really in the cards for you. You weren't. You were focusing on you know growing in corporate, doing that nine to five, and then what made you want to switch into fitness and building your own brand? <clears throat> That's a great question. I think the real thing that. Um Growing up, like I always wanted to like have that typical walk, go to the office in a suit. Like I just kind of maybe had that image in my head because that's what I saw, you know, from the other families growing up around me. So, um, but going into that sort of like corporate environment, I don't think I was ever, actually I don't think, I know I was never really happy and I didn't really like the day to day of what I was doing. Um, so it was kind of interesting because I was in the corporate environment, but just kind of like not wanting to do anything in this realm, but at the same time, didn't know the, another option doing something in fitness. This was completely foreign. This is a 180 for me. So it's been quite the journey from when I left to, you know, four years later to now. Wow. And I'm just trying to like think, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes back then because starting something, and we both know this, like starting a business is so scary, like taking a risk and even putting yourself in this situation where there is no stability financially and you don't, there's a lot of uncertainty 
with building a business. So I want to know, like, what was going through your head and what made you have that, like, aha moment that this is what you wanted to do with your career? I think it was one of the things where I hit a wall. Like, I had, like, that sort of moment where I... From the outside, it looked like I kind of had everything where I was on a, you know, working for a great, you know, big company in commercial real estate. I was on one of the top brokerage teams and like I felt like from, you know, the outside, it looked like I was checking all the boxes, but inside I was like just miserable. Like, you know, I remember one of the things I just couldn't stand was going into the office when it was dark and leaving when it was dark and, and growing up I was an athlete and I always was you know active and you know I obviously you, when you're working like that you you, you don't get that activity right. um, so I really wasn't happy for a while and I felt like I hit just a point when I was 28 and I it was actually my 20th birthday and I was like you know what I owe it to myself to try something different mm-hmm. and if I'm gonna try something different I'm gonna really just lean into what my gut is telling me to do and was do something in health and fitness. And that, again, was completely foreign to me. I'd never done anything in this realm before other than just being an athlete in high school. So it was a big mental challenge, but it was one of the best decisions I've made so far in my life. So you hit that wall, 20th birthday. What was the first step that you took besides putting in your two weeks? So after I put the two weeks in, I was kind of like, like what am I gonna do like in my mind I knew I wanted to do something in health and fitness but like I didn't know how to get there Mm. so I actually then um, downgraded apartments I found a flex bedroom with two roommates was the cheapest apartment I could find so I really downgraded my lifestyle because I knew in order to make this pivot I had to adjust my living standards and that's a tough pill to swallow. Oh, you're <laughs> um, going backwards in your years of New York. And it's exactly, but I felt like I had to take that step back to then take a bigger step forward. And um, and I even before I did this, I did a lot of like soul searching, and I knew, again, I kind of knew the direction I wanted to head in. So I um, applied to a commercial gym and got an entry level job <laughs> making minimum wage, mm-hmm. but I had to get my foot in somewhere, and that's where I started. Wow. I want to kind of revisit that area where you said it was a tough pill to swallow because I think a lot of people who live in New York can resonate with the fact that when you move here to New York, every year is kind of like an upgrade. We see it as like we want to get better. We want better living standards. We want to improve. We want to get that promotion. And everything is a step up. But for you, you had to mentally step back briefly, for temporarily, knowing that you'll be able to step forward again. Working with you, I always see you're very strategic with how you go about anything, whether it's fitness, mindset, lifestyle, social media. You always look ahead with things, even if it means having to, quote, stepping back in the present. How did you develop that mindset? I think partly it's learned, um, and also partly it's being able to trust myself and my gut. You know, I think one of the things that I think back to and was like, I wanted to make myself happy. That was my biggest driver at that point when I quit was like, I just want to be happy. And I was like, for me to have that as my North Star was crazy because, again, it's like a huge scary thing when you're kind of re-challenge, you know, changing everything. 
but in my gut, this was like one of the first times I was like, I'm listening to my gut, even though everything tells me this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I feel like if I put the work ethic that I had from into the same work ethic I did in my corporate job, and I put it into something I was like more passionate about, I was like, there's no way I wouldn't figure this out and just be successful. Like, there's no way I could. I'm that type of person where I would just, you know, settle down and just accept where I'm at. And what I found was because I was passionate and I had a somewhat of a natural skill set being an athlete when I was younger, even though I was new, my learning curve and the hours I was willing to commit were, you know, I was willing to do whatever it took. And I think that was the secret sauce that got me through the first six months, which was the hardest. Um, because I just saw like small wins, small wins, small wins. And I knew I was like, okay, I just got to get to the next level. Just got to get to the next level. And I think just like being able to break it down that way made it much more manageable because again, those first six months in this new shift was like very hard mentally, but it was the building blocks to where I am at today. So it was needed. It had to happen. Wow. Tell me more about these challenges and struggles because at this point you still haven't like created your own thing. You kind of got your foot in the door with this entry level job. After this job, what happened after? So I broke off, went independent. And when I went independent, I um, had a few uh, clients that wanted to continue to work with me. So I got into a gym called Performance House. Then a month later, COVID happened, and then that was all gone. So um, ended up having to move back home for a little while, and that actually gave me the opportunity because I was like, you know, I need to like figure this out. Um, where I launched my online coaching business, and that is what I'm currently still doing today. So it's kind of like all the times where I hit these different adversities. It's like you just have to you know, figure out what, how do you keep moving forward? And that ended up being a blessing because that's what I do full time today. I'm not even in in gym coach anymore. So it's crazy to see how that led to, you know, I might not have done it. Um, I might probably would have done it eventually, but maybe not as soon. Mm, Wow. So you were put in a position, I mean, COVID put everyone in a position where you kind of just had to, had to like figure it out. You know, there's no other option. Um, Okay. And I want to know, because as another, as from one business owner to another, what are the challenges and struggles of building a brand and building a name for yourself? Uh, Building a brand in, like, on social media or just... Just in general, even, like, your own company. Like, how do people know you as an established business owner, entrepreneur? I I think that in the beginning, uh, the hardest part is being able to just understand what you want to represent and then have the guts to just put yourself out there and do it. Okay. It's easier said than done. Of course. How did you put yourself out there and do it? Um, I started like kind of piecemealing things out there, didn't really get much traction and then uh, hired you. (laughs) And that's where things really took off. That's true. Um, Yeah. And what, at what point did you realize like you needed someone like a social media strategist and a content creator? Um, I mean, I've been trying to build my social media for 
since I started in fitness. So, you know, almost four years, right? So, and I had some luck, but nothing that was like really monumental. I think I was at maybe 3,000 followers when we met. And I knew that in order for me to continue to grow and take my business and uh, myself to the next level, I needed to improve my social media and branding. And I knew I needed to make an investment into that because what I was doing wasn't working, it wasn't producing results. So, um, so I hired you and honestly, it's been such a journey. I mean, it's crazy how everything has been clicking and now I'm at 50,000 followers. It's, it's six months later. I know. 3,000 to 60 in six months. <laughs> Yeah, which that's not the kind of growth, I mean, we were even expecting, which is astounding, like you said. And I think it's really reflective, like that growth. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a shocker because the content you're also putting out there, we were able to figure out it wasn't just fitness that we wanted to focus on and how can we differentiate you in this space where it's very saturated. Um, And we even incorporated lifestyle and mindset into fitness which we're still exploring to this day, but there's been a lot of interesting directions that we've gone off in that area. I think one of the biggest hacks that I had was when you told me, you're like, Tom, you're not gonna be the fitness guy that just posts his like top five, you know, arm or chest exercises. We gotta get more creative than that. And that forced me to think outside the box and with your creative direction, um, that's where I found my most viral videos that have reached over a million are me not even working out. It's me sharing, um, you know, like some of my life lessons, right? And getting a little bit out of my comfort zone. But I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for you. It's true. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's good to have other people bounce ideas. Because even for me, I get so, uh, so lost in my own head with things. And also like, it's very limiting just as one person, like you need collaborative efforts um, for growth and just refreshers here and there. So I really enjoy like also learning more about the fitness space from you. Yeah, I also think I needed that kick in the butt in the beginning. Like I needed to put some investment into the growth that I wanted. You know, it's one thing for me just to like wish it and keep doing the same thing over and over again, but it clearly it wasn't really working. So when I invested in you, um, it made me take it much more serious and having your guidance, especially in the beginning, was needed for me because I had a lot of self-doubt in the beginning of like what direction I wanted to go and I was going thinking like 10 different things at once and you're like, Tom, focus on this one thing, we're gonna try this out, go. And that was able to help me take action. And that's what I needed then. And again, I wouldn't have been, at, I wouldn't have gone to 50,000 if it wasn't for you. And especially the beginning, that's the hardest part. Hardest part is always the beginning because it's really confusing. I feel like a lot of people, at least who approach me, they, their biggest struggle is finding the direction that they want. They have all these ideas, they know what their try, their goals are, but they don't know how to execute. And at least for you, like it's so crazy to know that like you're teaching me these hooks and, and trends. Like you're like already into it and you are so educated to know like what works and what doesn't. And that's really good. Yeah, well I think everyone's different too, right? So like what works for me may not work for someone else, exactly. um, vice versa. But Uh, being willing to try different things and even like when it fails you learn okay that 
doesn't work, but like, how can I, you know, tweak it or make it better to see if, you know, it's just, you gotta, you gotta give the shelf the at-bats. That's really important too. Right. And we're not making this about a whole, um, higher social media ad I mean, interview here. I mean, it's worked, so it's been a really good investment for me. So, I mean, it's really like, I mean, 10x my business. Wow. Not even joking. Like, oh I have gosh. gotten... When I've hit my uh, viral videos, I've had four videos hit over a million views and um, mul some multiple million. And I literally have wait lists for my clients right now. Not even joking. And um, it's almost like I needed to reevaluate my online coaching business to be able to take on more people. And that's what I'm doing now. But um, it's a very good problem to have. And again, like, everything boils down to social media and marketing if you want to grow your business. Oh yeah, the power of social media. It's wild, like, it's, it's wild. Yeah, that is amazing that you're now at the stage where you're having to rethink, like you said, uh, reevaluate like your next steps. I gotta hire more people. Hire more people. <laughs> Build a team. Exactly. And speaking of building, because going back to everything, what would you say based on the experience that you've had so far, what are your top tips for building a brand? I think my top three tips on building a brand are make a list of things that you're interested in. And obviously one's gonna be about your niche, but others could be something just totally personal about you that like isn't even related to it. But that is a secret sauce because that can make you stand out. That's a huge thing. I think the second thing is being able to post consistently and like giving yourself the at-bats that you need because in the beginning it's a lot of trial and error. And you just gotta be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And then the the third thing is honestly just getting out of your own way. Like I mentally had a block in the beginning that like everyone was judging me and I felt very self-conscious of like putting myself out there, but you giving me the confidence that Tom, this looks good, let's go with it, was like I need that push in the beginning because once I got the traction, I was like, okay, I got this now. Exactly. <laughs> but that initial push, I needed that at the moment. And I am already seeing that is that you are very confident. If I showed you the video of you from the beginning of our like shooting days that would be terrible. to now, you were very stiff yeah. and like you just didn't want to, I don't know, do certain things. But now you're like, oh, no problem. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to make people laugh. All these things. Yeah, it's like anything, you know, if you when you're new, you're not going to probably get it. But it's like you got to practice and when you practice, you get good. Exactly. As we both know, and we've learned over the course of time that there's always challenges in every season of business. And I want to know, how do you keep evolving? I keep evolving because in the beginning, it was like rapid fire. I was just trying to throw stuff on the wall to see what worked. And then now I've been able to hone in that sort of like spray of just like all over the place to understanding like what works and what doesn't work and then double downing on the stuff that works. And now I'm not posting as often, but I'm much more strategic and there's more thought going into it as before it was just kind of like throw it, you know, see what works. Um, and now one of the biggest good problems I'm having is uh, I had to take the social media back a little bit to make sure my business could catch up with all the business I was kidding kind of crazy to think like that because uh, you, you know when I started this like that was the least thing I was concerned about but it's a good problem to have wow no that, that's amazing that social media really just <laughs> led the way literally so when it comes to building a brand and I know you also said this is like you can't be afraid to put yourself out there which you have done in all platforms and we've also seen a lot of feedback 
What are some of the criticisms and feedback that you've received from sharing publicly on social media? Yeah, I definitely got some choice words from some people, but I think that's what happens when you put yourself out there. And if you're making waves and like actually doing good, like you're going to get some negative comments and that's part of it. And it's always like to say that like, you know, just deal with it. But, you know, when you're in the moment, it does always sting. Like, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, one of the videos that like caused some controversy, I was talking about something with food and I didn't use the type of phrase that I feel like, you know, made it seem like I was restricting my food and and people call me out on that. And I actually thought about that as, you know what, I shouldn't have said it that way. Maybe I could say it a little bit differently next time. So, so it actually made me a better coach and listening to some of that. You have to know the difference between that constructive criticism and just like the plain old, you know, the nasty hate. But it's, you know what, if you're putting yourself out there on social media, you're going to get some of it and you just kind of have to roll with it, learn from it, or just ignore it. <laughs> and that's so hard because, look, we some of us, we all think we have thick skin until it happens, until you start posting something that goes viral and you start getting feedback from strangers and they're like critiquing the way you look or they're critiquing what you did. Yeah, here's the story. So I made a post talking about um, how I was trying to make it relatable. I go, look, I'm a fitness coach, but I still have pizza and pasta and occasionally ice cream, I just make sure I earn it. And that was the issue uh, when I said I earn it um, because, you know, that's something, um, you know, you don't want people to to think to think like in terms of like an eating disorder. Or food um, isn't a prize. Exactly. And, and when I was saying it, I didn't I didn't even have that uh, realization. But um, people called me out on it and it was a lot. <laughs> I remember that. It was a lot of people and um, people were stitching me and stuff like that. But at the same time, I realize that you know what they actually have a good point and um i didn't mean to phrase it like that but now i've learned how to talk about these are things that i do personally and it's not like a reward or have to be earned you know it's just part of like what i do so it's it's you have to be careful on how you word things but it's a learned experience and makes me a better coach now see and it's so interesting now because even when tom and i are like strategizing we even think about we're very cautious in a good way about how we phrase things and how we approach things because with social media you need to see all sides of things you know you you need to play devil's advocate for all your content because the world is very sensitive and i mean it's (laughs) it's a very sensitive place space on online but that can also be seen in a good way because it helps you, like you said, become a better coach, become a better listener, and also be in tune with like what is happening in people's like culture, mindset, like w- what people are thinking too. It opens you up to the possibility of other people. So, and then the outreach is even greater by doing that. Exactly. And I know my speech is never going to be perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. And you know what? Sometimes they just have to deal with it. But, uh, but there are some lessons to be learned along the way that I've been able to improve my vocabulary to have a more clear message to my audience. Yeah. So what is the importance of it, like having a good message? Like what does a good message mean? Well, one of the things is um, shooting the content. It, the, the hardest part is the actual, what is the actual story or message you're trying to get across? And how are you going to story tell that to the audience? Um, you know, shooting is the easier part because you're already like you're getting the content you know you're taking the shots but the whole story build up that's t- 
takes a lot of thought process because if it, it has to be a good story for it to resonate and go viral. Um, there has to be some message where you're educating people, making people laugh, and if you're just throwing up beautiful images, it's like, it's not enough. You need some more teeth to make it really go. And that was a mistake I was making before I was working with you. I just post, you know, aesthetically pleasing videos of me working out, but it wasn't teaching anything. Um, there wasn't any humor. Um, and you need some of that to keep people engaged. Exactly. It has to be shareable content. And shareable shareable content. Yep. Something I also learned working in the social media space is that all of these platforms it's a psychological thing like if you can understand how people's mindsets work well this is also with sales then you know how to play the game of social media is like if you know how people react to certain things their emotional response their behavioral response i feel like a psychologist right now if you can figure out what reels people in how people react what can drive someone to purchase something then you know how to do social media like that's pretty much it you know everything that we see whether it's TikTok or instagram whether it's someone trying to sell information or a product or service everything is psychological what we are doing strategizing is really trying to figure out people's minds and how they would react to our videos yeah and storytelling too and storytelling because that storytelling brings out the responses within people they don't know about yeah 100 percent. so we should just be psychologists at this point. <laughs> we just like tap into people's minds. Right. <laughs> Tom, the psychologist. Oh, God. <laughs> and fitness coach. And fitness coach. And TikToker. Okay. Yeah, one of many titles. <laughs> one of many. You're clearly wearing a lot of hats. How many roles do you have in your business right now? Well, when you're starting an entrepreneur, you do everything. And I'm learning to delegate more, and I have to delegate more, and that's part of my process of growth. And that's because I've been you know, the social media has been growing, you've been helping me a lot. So my biggest issue is not growing my social media, even though I'm going to continue to post and put myself out there. It's more around how to build a team around me on my online coaching business to scale and maintain high quality. And once I get the infrastructure in place for that, then I'm going to make another large push with the social media. So I'm almost there and I'm really excited for uh, next quarter, uh, especially the new year, because it's, I'm going to be ready for it. So it'll be interesting to see how the social media grows. Good. Amazing. So question for you, and you know, we're probably going to wrap up here, but to, I guess, put a final goodbye, uh, farewell to the series and falling in love with this process, I want to know, like, when was that moment that you fell in love with building this company? I fell in love with building this company from the beginning. So when was that moment when you fell in love with building your brand? So I fell in love with building my brand when actually I took a step back from my personal training business. So I took a full day off and just dedicated it to social media creation, filming. And I actually was a little scary because I had to take a cut, you know, pay cut. But at the same time, I was able to really focus on my creative energy. And that was something I've been waiting to do for a long time. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. And when I was able to do it, even though I take, took a short-term hit, you know, my income, it's paid off like 10 times because of my social media growth and all the new business increase that have come from being able to reprioritize that energy. Wow. Taking a step back to move 10 steps forward. Exactly. And now my personal training every... I would say one to two months, I took a full day off training. So now I'm 
like doing one day a week in the gym before I was doing six. And I just kept pulling off one day a week um, when I my social media kept growing because I get all flooded with new online coaching clients. And I was like, okay, now I can scale back the gym even more and I can scale back even more. And now, uh, you know, hopefully the new year, my goal is to be fully out of the gym. Um, and, you know, things are looking good, so, but we'll see. All right, so Tom needs more online clients. If anyone's looking, calling all <laughs> potential clients. Um, no, that's amazing. And I love that you're setting goals. Thank you, Tom, for joining me on this episode. Yeah, thank you. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. That is a wrap on the Falling in Love series. I hope you enjoyed this season. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next season where I cover another topic of discussion, Dear Diary series. I love the idea of sharing personal prompts from my very own journal and bringing them to the discussion table. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.